Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 9.07. And uh, we're talking about reading off air, which is a, a great thing. My wife does a, a lot of that. I should do more. I probably read on my phone more than anything else. It's hard for me to sit still very long to do anything and relax. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> But I've always been like this. I've always been like this. So probably not going to change. Favorite gardening books? I I like uh, you know any of the any of the local local books. I like Mark Wethington's book. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, and uh, some of the old uh, PBS uh, Victory Garden mm. books. Uh, we've had a couple of them on the show, and uh, <clears throat> years ago. But mm. yeah, things like that. I like uh, Pam Beck's book a lot. Right. Just, um, just local, local. Yeah, you need something that's specific to your region, right? Yeah, I think Mark Marx is about the closest. It covers all the southern states, uh, and got a lot of good pictures in it. I, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a picture guy. And Mark is the director of the J.C. <laughs> yeah. Ralston Arboretum. For yeah, those who don't know, and, and uh, you know, John Harris wrote a little, little couple little books. Uh, he wrote one. In 1971, I, did I give you a copy? I think you did. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I apparently didn't give Johnny one. He didn't. He didn't remember me giving him one. Mm-hmm. I, I meant to give him one last week. I still have two or three copies left. But uh, he wrote one with with Mister uh, with Doctor Halfacre, hmm. unusual name of course. But he was kind of uh, John's equivalent at Clemson University, and mm-hmm. they wrote a book. And then John later, uh, after he retired, wrote kind of more of a pamphlet type small book <clears throat> that uh, has now it's most of what he has in that book is is still good but there are a couple of chemical things that you know chemicals right, that are right. outlawed now and right, right. like so but yeah i, I love that book because mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're drawings i'm sure he drew in it and it's um it, it's great john harris was uh, our predecessor on this this show who uh, started the show in 19 19- 45 so the this show is really 79 years old this year rather than 39 because john john did it 40 years mm-hmm. and next year will be the 40th year so it'll be 80 years really for for old, old mike Rayleigh. well not not eight well 40 years for me mm-hmm. on this show and uh 50 years at ptf and my 50th wedding anniversary all next year nice yeah, milestones. Yeah, all of. Did them. they stone him? Uh, you know, it's it's um, 
<laughs> it's been I considered, I, I think, probably on the third floor for all the Chiefs' suits. That it's probably been uh, they know better than that. stoned. <clears throat> it's just like the big Chiefs said, the last one we'd ever fire would be Mike Raley. Well, he, he uh, I've heard him say that. I've heard him say that, but he didn't say but anything. Don't, but don't give him a chance. He didn't say anything about the underlings getting rid of me and not telling him for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot to, he has a lot to deal with. I mean he may yeah. I'm not not a priority. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Uh Mike Rayley here along with uh, Rufus Edmonds, who was a former Secretary of State and Attorney General in North Carolina and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee when he was a child almost. And far too young to have something like very, that. Very, very young. A lot of responsibility. And currently is a secretary general of gardening in North Carolina. So best title of all. It is a wonderful title. It's I a think. good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and the and the one well guy earned. keeps saying, What do you get paid for that? Yeah. I, I think, want to I want to I, I I'm sure that bothers people. Yeah, my my friend uh, Billy. Billy keeps worrying about that. I said, Billy I am not paid for that title. No, and uh, it's it's signed. This this is a beautiful uh, parchment that is signed by the, the real Governor McCory. It was yeah. signed by Governor McCory and Secretary Elaine Marshall. Right. So it's very official. Yeah. We, we the, the duties are still to be determined, but <laughs> <laughs> being on this show is one of them. I can tell you that. <clears throat> well, that, that's and Andre. Right. As Secretary General came one time, I had been uh, both Attorney General and Secretary of State, and Jim Hunt, the governor for life one time, said, how shall I introduce you? I said, well, how about Secretary General? I won't be like that. <laughs> I won't be like that fellow that was up in the U.N. who was the Secretary General, and his name was Boutrous, Boutrous, Boutrous Golly. <laughs> That's right. It's quite a moniker. Yeah. And Andrea Lane is with us. From uh, She's our mountain correspondent. She's in Burnsville, where it's the same temperature. In Bakersville. Bakersville. Right. How far is Burnsville from Bakersville? Burnsville, uh, um, it takes me about 40 minutes to drive. Oh, okay. Bakersville. What's that beautiful old hotel there? Not hotel, but that wonderful. New Ray. Oh, absolutely. I stayed there when I uh, was always doing some of my a political work up in the mountains with a, and a man named mm-hmm. Mac Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his daughter ran the New Ray Inn. How about that? Yes, you know it's it's under new ownership now, and they are re uh, renovating it from like inside out. So wonderful. Come back in a, a year or so. <laughs> if you want to go somewhere in the mountains, and it's not Boone, go to Burnsville and stay in the New Ray Inn. Yeah. Now, Bakersville, is that is there a bakery there? Or there used to be a bakery? No, no. It's named for a man named David Baker. Oh, okay. Oh, good old David. I don't know if he was a baker. He may have been. Yeah. No, we have a lovely little shop there, though, called Just Local. Oh. Which, um, is like a, I think of it as a, a, a small but mighty <laughs> indoor farmer's market. So she, yeah. she sells uh, things from, her husband is a cattle farmer, so you get the the uh, hmm. beef out of her shop, and then she's a uh, vegetable gardener, so all sorts of veggies. But oh, then she'll wow. sell other people's stuff, too. Like, we, we give her eggs to sell on our behalf and honey, and, wow. uh, and then she collects, uh, you know, purchases a lot of merchandise from um, the general area. 
so, so you have uh, chickens? <clears throat> but uh, people make cookies, you know, baked goods, and they bring them to her. her oh, wow. That's so. nice. So you yeah, have chickens? Do you have chickens? Have chickens. Yeah, and yeah. you have that chickens and eggs, huh? So uh, have you been out to collect this morning? Uh, I have not been out to collect. That's husband's job. Oh, <laughs> okay. I clean. I clean the eggs and I sell the eggs. You know, we're getting 18 eggs a day. I wish you lived closer because I would give you some eggs. Oh, I would. Lo- yeah, we we would all love that. I mean, they're, they're just, <laughs> we've said it so many times, there's just such a difference. Oh, there's a big difference. What is it about oh, the yolk is. being much, much it's almost like it's the older? First, it's like a dessert. They're so yeah. much fluffier and the the yolks are really um, astoundingly different. You know, the, the color is just. So well, can't you set yourself up a little roadside stand? I've tried to get Rufus to do that for years. Except my roadside, nobody would pass. <laughs> <laughs> You're out in the country. I live in a holler, and it's on the way to nowhere. I've never I've known anybody who actually lived in a holler. <clears throat> yeah. I know. I, well, I never thought I'd live in a holler. <laughs> <laughs> but you like it, don't you? That's the more surprising part. Yeah. Most well. of the time, I do like it. Okay. So that was a shocker when we first heard that you had moved to a holler in Mitchell <laughs> County. Yeah. I know. Well, it's uh, you know, it's it's it sounds like a good move to me. There was somebody a fellow master gardener who um, you know, was uh, familiar with the area and she didn't even know me that well, but she was familiar with the Mitchell County area and she just looked at me really hard and she was like Really? Now, how did you choose there? <laughs> yeah, you know that was. I think that was my question. What drew you to Mitchell County? I think we probably didn't know better. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we weren't people who. Uh, you know, a lot of folks end up um, moving to or retiring to an area that they have visited their whole life. Yeah. Or, um, or they buy the house as, earlier as a second home and eventually retire there. Um, and that wasn't the case for us. We just, we wanted to live in the mountains, and we had explored, like, the big mountains, you know, the Rocky Mountains areas, and then decided, you know, that was just too far. We didn't want to lose our relationship to our families and friends there along the East Coast, and um, too big a jump. And we're like, hey, there are mountains in North Carolina. Yes, let's, that's right. Let's go there. <laughs> Well, you're pioneers, uh, apparently. Pioneers, pioneers, yeah. Yes. That's the way I felt the first time I was digging in the rocky, steep soil. <laughs> you should be a rock expert by now. Like, like, this must be what the pilgrims were doing. <laughs> but, but don't give away those flat rocks, they say. Yeah, don't give away the flat rocks yeah. or the eggs. Landria, well, yeah. earlier in the show, you were talking about terraces. And, you know, so yes. this is something that you've learned a lot about living up in the mountains. And, you know, I have been of the opinion, and maybe you can chime in on this, that uh, terraces actually have some viability in this part of the state where folks have a steep bank in their yard. You know, here in in the rolling Piedmont, we have those areas. And, you know, people call the extension service, and they want to know, hey, what can I plant on this steep bank that will control erosion? And... You know, they're thinking one one thing that's going to cover the whole thing, and then they never have to worry about it again. And it just doesn't work like that. And uh, you know, I think that you know, if you can go ahead and bite the bullet and put in a terrace, uh, in the long run, you're probably going to come out ahead um, for erosion control and ease of maintenance. 
Yeah, and I would concur with you, um, Paul, especially in the Piedmont, because you don't have the steep. So, like, my my mountain literally is 20% grade. Mm. So while the best way to handle that from a gardening standpoint is to terrace it, it's all it's going to be awfully expensive and involve a lot of um, uh, heavy equipment, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of room to move around. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, when you look, you could just kind of look at the side of a mountain, and you know what what my house did, and um, and most a lot of them are around here. Is it's really just they cut out enough flat part to put a house, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that's yeah. it. So there's not a lot of room to maneuver, but in in the Piedmont. What you're talking about is nothing that is it's a hillside. It's not a mountainside. Mm-hmm. And so terracing would make a lot of sense and would be, uh, you know, far less, um, I think, expensive and sure. easy to accomplish. Now, I've, I've said for several years that the, one of the best examples of uh, a, a little hillside uh, shrubbery and, and just uh-huh. really being able to to decorate and and uh, hold the soil and all of that is at the embassy suites and there's a is a hill there that goes down to the drive the, the embassy suites at Creedmoor and Glenwood Avenue and it was when they first planted it they had it was in the spring and they had azaleas and and abelias the, the bright yellow abelias they're all dwarf plants and they have some fairly low growing crepe myrtles and they a lot of different colors yeah and uh, they had black mulch in there and it was so pretty it was so striking and it's all grown together gotten larger but it still looks fabulous yeah they've taken really good care of that so that's a wonderful example if you could go go over there and study it if you're in raleigh yeah Um, but now the other thing to do though is go to the plant toolbox as i did yeah yeah north carolina extension gardener to plant plant toolbox there is, there is, you know, one of the, um, you know, challenges is um, gardening on a bank or a slope. Yeah. And, and that was uh, really valuable to me in um, determining what I would plant right. on my slope. And Mike, the, I went the, native. Well, let me, uh, let me go to Steve and Garner. He's been waiting a good mm-hmm. while. Steve, hey. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. I got uh, gotta get the important thing out of the way first. Uh, did, are y'all still craving tangerines? Well, we we've we've had a great discussion on it. Darufus has brought me several examples, uh, and uh, we're we're uh, getting ready to chew down on one here in a moment. I think we've got one that's tasty and peels easy. I think we got. I think we've got the real tangerine now. Steve. It's apparently they. Well, what have you discovered, Steve? Uh, fresh market. Uh, their weekly ad, they're they're advertising tangerine. So if you're still craving them, I I love Fresh Market. I'll uh, I'll check out Fresh Market and see see if it looks right to me. Yeah, they're the only ones I've checked at Walmart and Food Lion and yeah, the farmers market a couple of years ago had them in the wholesale area that were good examples of tangerines. But uh, gosh, it's they had a terrible. I don't know if it was disease insect whatever and it just pretty well wiped out yeah. the crop yeah well the ones i uh that linda brought last week were from fresh market and that's what i brought for mike to test today okay. steve i didn't <clears throat> know if you guys knew or not so i, that's well, I appreciate that steve that's very kind of you because it's uh it's a great it's great to eat fruits and that's a 
that's a tasty fruit. Well, when you have obsessions, year. you need to try to tame them. <laughs> at, least, at least try to get try to tone it down a little bit by trying to find something, right? Is that autobiographical? I wasn't speaking to myself. I was talking about his, his Highness Mike Rayleigh. Oh, his Highness. His <laughs> Highness. Now, what, whatever gave you that impression of me? Well, when you were obsessing over tangerines. Well, I just, I, I was merely probing. I was trying to get an answer. Well, you were getting mighty close. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all avenues here. I, 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 you guys were discussing uh, uh, Rufus's titles, and I kept saying, "Wow, he's beginning to sound like it's a burden on him instead of a." Well, it, it, it's. I'm sure it is sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of like being the king of England or something. He has he has all those titles. You get yeah. knocked down real quickly with all those titles. <laughs> In the political world, you certainly do. Makes a good target. Yeah, or in the royal world. I'm hoping to do some serious weeding today. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun at all, Steve. Oh, yeah. You like weeding? is the most fun of all. Well, I salute you, my friend. I've been refurbishing all my yard art during this. Do you buy it or do do you create it? Well, some of it's made, some of it is bought and... Usually I buy it on the clearance rack, and then I have to refurbish it. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I do a lot of uh, a lot of uh, work on them. What holds up the best? What materials? Uh, Copper. The uh, the wind the wind catchers I get are the best. Oh. And I have a, a the, my golf course was clearing out their uh, showroom and they were the, the the manager brought out this rack and I said are we going to throw this away he said yeah I want you to haul it over to the to the uh, to the dumpster and I said well do you mind if I take it and he said no it's a short rack from a display at a golf course I spray painted it paint uh, uh, brown and uh, put uh, yard art on it. I've got flags and wind chimes, and I got a uh, nightlight in it. It's uh, it turned out pretty good. <clears throat> wow, so that's neat. See, if I see, uh, you know, I go to Logan's all the time and look in their clearance. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff. And you know, it's one of those things you get an idea in your head and. That's what you want to do, and that's uh, I, I go there to get ideas. So a lot of the yard art I have is refurbished stuff from there. So I, it's it's fun. It gives me something to do. <laughs> well, more something more to do. Okay. But well, if you if you like doing that sort of thing, if you like giving yourself more work to do. I, I, I again I salute you. That's where my fun is. Well that's that's great. That's great. That's I great. can't golf right now, I have to garden. All right. So. Well that's a good substitute. Yep. All right, I'll let you guys go. All right. Love you guys. Yeah, well, you take care, right, Steve. Dave. Have a great time weeding today. Yeah. All right. Hey, we got another Steve. This one's in Raleigh. And we lost Andrea. 
Uh, the mountain moved, I guess. And uh, we lost Andrea. Hopefully she can call us back. Steve is in Raleigh. Hey, you there? Yeah. I, let me yep. check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah he's, I'm here. He's here. Okay. I'm having trouble keeping up with the Jones. <laughs> don't, don't worry about them. I've got uh, both my next-door neighbors and myself have fescue lawns. And we all three have lawn services. Uh, they both have irrigation. I do not. And I also have a large oak tree in the middle, which they do not. But I can't, uh, I can't blame the irrigation, I don't think, because it's been really wet this fall and winter. But my fescue is just not green like theirs. Theirs is beautiful. You have a, did you say you have an oak tree? Yeah, and it's tall with no low limbs, so it gets plenty of sun. Right, but it, it is sucking the life out of that lawn with its mm-hmm. roots because those roots go way on out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any any point in trying to compete with them? or just I, if I, You would be able to compete with them probably if you got rid of the oak tree and the root system. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that, so it's – it's going to be really tough because it's that oak tree is going to compete uh, with your lawn, and the oak tree is going to win every time. <clears throat> well, look at it this way, Steve. That oak tree took years and years and years to create and be beautiful. Yeah. And uh, these fescue lawns come and go. Throw you some yeah. cl- throw you some clover out there and mix it up with the fescue and let it go. Or do you do you have pretty much full? Well, you don't have full sun because that oak tree is going to have. Yeah, but it, it's. High, it's tall enough that, and there's nothing else in the yard, so it gets. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have a real big canopy, but it's probably half the yard. So. Well, you could if you, yeah, fescue, the warm the warm season grass. If you get eight hours, six to eight hours of sunlight, some of the warm season grasses might work, but they're only going to yeah. work so far, only so close to the. Yeah. To the root system of that plant, the yeah. drip line of that plant. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just gonna and you're going to have to add, you're going to have to mulch the rest of it. Yeah. So. Okay. You mentioned Dr. Halfacre at uh, South Carolina. At Clemson, yeah. Clemson. Was he the same one that taught at State for? He may have been at State. I am not sure. That's a great question. I, I, I just don't know enough about the history, but. He and John, I know, were friends, and he very well could have taught at NC State at one point. I had point. a Dr. Halfacre in a couple of classes I took over there. It's not too many half acres around, I would imagine. I think one of them was soils, and I'm not sure what the other one was. But, uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Well, I uh, just stumbled upon these books, and I, I may have bought all of them. I can't find them anymore, but I, I bought about ten of them. Yeah. Uh, after okay. searching and searching, and it's a great little book. It was uh, from 1970-71, and it has uh, photos yeah. of the gentlemen in there. They look. Yeah, uh, well, I was I was state uh, 75. Well, if you were taught by Doctor Halfacre, you should know how to deal with this tree and and fescue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't remember that subject coming up. <laughs> That was a long time time ago. I don't remember a lot of things. Well, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate the information. Hey, keep keep us up to date on this and and what what you do in the the future with this situation. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, that's a real tough thing to, yeah. to deal oak, with. Oak trees and turf grass is not a good mix. Um, uh, you can probably improve it a little bit if you're willing to do, you know, annual overseeding. Um, and irrigation would help because, like you said, those oak tree roots are just sponging up the water um, and taking it from the turf. And the oak tree is going to win. Every time. So, but you're not going to be able to have, with the combination of the root competition and the shade competition, because even if the canopy's high, you're still getting you're still getting some shade. Now, how, Rufus, uh, <clears throat> we're going to take a break and be back after uh, the news, and we'll talk more about this. Get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're uh, we're back. I think we have Andrea, Andrea back. Andrea, I I, I really and truly think that uh, the the mountain moved a little bit. You didn't feel any shaking or anything, did you? <laughs> you know, Harry Truman used to <clears throat> used to walk through the White House and and straighten pictures on the wall. He mm-hmm. said, "Well." The, the earth's revolving he, ah. if you've ever noticed uh, around your house they're always a little crooked well frankly those were ghosts could have been like, ghosts like at the white the, house the lincoln bedroom did you encounter a ghost the, the, in the lincoln bedroom the ghost of the lincoln bedroom i i could feel it when i was there rufus Ooh. slept in the in the in the lincoln bedroom one night wow. yeah. was linda in there too she was well, did she see any ghosts she said that uh, she's such a sound sleeper that she didn't fool with him. Okay. But, but she a, felt the presence. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I walked I walked around. I, well, I was so excited I couldn't sleep that night. Well, weren't there Secret Service people up there to stop you from walking around? No, no. When you got up, up to the upper limits, now they were uh, a whole brigade of them at the foot of the stairs. So that was that's a private yeah, area. Yeah, the there. private okay. area. Okay, so you could walk around. What we're talking about for the audience was at one time when Bill Clinton was president, I had known him when he was uh, Attorney General of Arkansas, and I was in North Carolina. We became friends, and he invited me one time to spend the night in the Lincoln bedroom. And oh, what a what a good! Yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep either. I mean, soaking yeah. in. You're in the yeah. White House. Yeah. And if you're a history buff. Well, now we're getting back to the, the my the dear the other Paul, or, or the Steve. The Steve who who has the oak tree <clears throat> okay. and had the the course with Doctor Halfacre. Yeah. Now my yard, as as Mike well knows, and you'll see Paul, it has two ancient, over hundred year old oak uh, uh, pecan trees in the front yard, <clears throat> and two in the backyard. Andrea, a myriad of other things maple and oaks and others and 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 there's no chance of, of me having that kind of yard so i i learned to live with it and i and i love it very well mike calls it a colonial yard. i have the same thing now because yeah. i have so many plants yeah. and I, I it's just really hard to grow lawn so, grass fescue and i don't I, have you know I, I will i will throw a little uh come about uh april i'll put some some more uh 
uh, clover out there, white clover. Maybe mix a little, maybe mix a little fescue with it. And if it's green, mow it down. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard anybody complain about my yard. And I have no no competition from any other neighbors. So if you've got that problem, you got to look at it this way: it took the good Lord many many years to build that beautiful oak tree. Mm-hmm. And, have uh, you ever had any political enemies up uh, up at your place? Oh, definitely. And they didn't have any complaints. No, about anything. No, no. Uh, I, I'm I'm writing a new book, and by the way, part of the chapter will be a chapter will be civility. Yeah. That's what we need more of these days. Uh-huh. And that's the good thing about gardeners. Now, they're sort of, uh, a lot of us are sort of goofy. and uh, But you, you don't have gardeners getting mad at one another over things. Uh-huh. I've never seen that happen. Now, they'll fuss who's, who, about who's got the biggest tomato. Right. And uh, Now, those political enemies, when they were leaving the property, none of them got stuck in the bog down there, did they? Uh, well, no, <clears> but the, this, this bog... Is is a sense of great unjoy for me. In, is that haunted too? Uh, twice in this last month, people have veered off to the right when you come through the gate. Uh oh! And got stuck in the bog. Oh no! You're and, kidding? And, yeah, and, and I I don't understand what it is. It's, it's a gravitational pull or something. Uh, well, it is I, a narrow path. I think there's a something a, a poltergeist. Isn't that a it could uh, be. A haint, like we call it back home when I grew up. <laughs> a, a haint. I think so. Everybody wants to pull to the right and get off into that mushy. Uh-huh. And this week, a, a guy came to deliver something, and uh, he veered off into the right a little bit there and, and just sunk up. So how did he, and, uh, and he get called, out? He called a buddy to drag him out, and I spent half a day yesterday. Uh, they didn't have the decency to try to cover the ruts up. Right. With a, a shovel and a rake to put it back together, uh-huh. and I've got several big cones there now, saying "Idiot, stay to the left, <laughs> stay to the left." Now I've had to get on my, my my buddy Big John occasionally, who comes by to pick me up. And uh, about by the way, Big John uh, is listening this yeah, morning John, and said hello we, to us. We, we, we big go, John Ruth. He and I go sometimes <clears throat> to have lunch, and last time he veered a little bit to the right. I said, well, get, get back to the left, John. That's because John only drives with yeah. one hand on the steering wheel. Yeah. And he's always got these nice, nice cars. So, John, I've got cones up there now. When you come, you cannot veer to the right. It'll be just like driver's ed, John. <laughs> got to stay between the cones. Thank goodness for big John Ruth. <laughs> I know. He does a lot. He's uh, he's a kind, thoughtful individual. He's fun to talk and, to, And has too. been to every every county in this state and and just like carl gertz municipalities there within <laughs> all the courthouses so it, sir so i'm just saying if you've got trees learn to live with them mm-hmm. yeah yeah well paul's neighbors are probably jealous of his big beautiful oak tree you know? <laughs> yes. i mean yeah I, yeah it's yeah. a wonderful thing keeping to have with, keeping up with the joneses that's right just uh, yeah. kind of work around it yeah all right, uh, Brother Herb is with us. Professor, how are you this morning, sir? Good morning, Mike, and everyone. Sounds like an all-star cast. Yeah, we're having a good time this morning, from the mountains to the coast. Yeah, I was real quick, uh, Rufus made me think of something. Rather than put up cones to stay away from uh, an area, what I did was I stuck a... Uh, I took some artificial flowers on a pole 
and that way people knew you should be driving over there. Artificial flowers on a pole. (laughs) (laughs) You could put some rock. You could go up to you could go up to Andrea's and get some rocks, big rocks, and bring them down and put along there. Uh, Real quick, I have two things. One is um, Paul early talked about emptying his uh, his cans, his uh, places where he uh, his containers. Containers, Uh, yeah. And I would say anyone who has containers live in an area like me. I'm completely surrounded by trees. It might be a good idea now to take a look at the bottom of those containers because the roots and things will find a way in there and they will just cannibalize all your nutrients. Yep, yep, yep. You're very right. Herb, I have a practice of manhandling every year, three or four times a year, the uh, plastic containers on the ground to make sure the roots haven't come up there and, and conquered. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that because yeah. it'll take over. I, I, yeah. I made a mistake one time of leaving a, about a half a bag <clears throat> of the yellow, uh, that big bag you can get from Super, yeah. Super Sod. Oh. I left that go for about two years. And somehow roots have got in it, and it's just mm. totally destroyed it. Mm. They will find any little hole over the size of a, a lead and a pencil to get in your in your uh, container. Oh, so like tree roots growing up through it to tree the, roots the bottom or anything. of the, oh, yeah. the bottom of the container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, oh. and the and the other thing was early in the conversation you were talking about uh, angel prophet uh, two reverses. I have. I have angel trumpet, and like Rufus is saying, they're basically roots or kind of a tuber. I have them on my porch now, ready for the spring to come back out. But the other thing that confused me a little bit was you were talking about the seeds, and I also have that, and they're referred to as Torah, and they're known as devil's trumpet as opposed to angel trumpet, and they are incredible in that they have seeds, seeds, seeds in a spiked ball or seed pod. So if you've got the devil's trumpet with the seed pod, which is spiky, then they can be a problem, and they will receive all over the place. Jimson weed. But not like an angel trumpet. So I want to separate those two. Devil, bad. Angel, Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <Wow. clears> There's <throat> a pretty flower, though. Herb, thank you very much for joining us, my friend. I think that uh, that telephone line that Herb was on was the one just before Alexander Graham Bell discovered his <laughs> his masterpiece. I don't know, but at any rate, <laughs> we got the gist of it. Uh, thank you so much, Professor. Uh, 919-860-9783. Joe is in Carborough. Hey, Joe. Good morning. I hope y'all are doing well. Everybody getting ready for the big game? Yeah, yes, well, Rufus is going. Yes, he's, he's going. I suggested that he go to Merritt's, but he wasn't. Well, well, I just saw the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech drive through Chapel Hill and do a big donut around the <laughs> that fountain they have with the copper roof there. Yeah. And uh, just to remind them what happened a couple of days ago to the 
the holes. But anyway, you can tell I went to state. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can tell that, Joe. But I, I'm for you except one time a year. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd go down to the big ESPN gathering and wear a, I've got a San Francisco 49ers jersey that happens to be gold. And maybe put a placard up that's ABC, anybody but Cackawack, but I, I don't think I'll try that. Because <laughs> I do still have a little bit of cancer and thyroid condition and uh, tubes out the back and everything. I don't know. I don't need to get in a brawl. At, no, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get in a fight today, Joe. Not over <laughs> that. If I had something I better than that. about a funny hyacinth story. Hyacinth. So uh, a good friend of ours brought, brought, us, brought me a flower the other day. A little get well gift, and this happens every Christmas. Well, every this time of year after Christmas, the so for some reason hyacinths are a thing to do in the winter time. You know, as a gift. Yeah, for force uh, force bulbs, right? And you know what I'm about to say. So three days later, it blooms out real nice. My wife gets up this morning. We have a one of those gas uh, stoves in the living room that looks like a fireplace. You know. And she said, I believe we've got a gas leak. And, and I said, well, no, I don't think, you know, we just had it put in three years ago. I don't think so. And she goes, can't you smell that? And I said, well, I'm a little stuffed up. No. And and then I I did smell it. And she said it smelled like something, something. I don't know. It was the hyacinth plant. <laughs> so we had wow. to put that over in the, you know, my wife's a Carolina fan, of course. So we had to put that over where the Carolina people like to gather in the house. Okay, so a, well, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful plants of force. You know how you, you know force what? them, don't you? you? You put the bulb in the fridge yeah. for four or five weeks, as you well know, and then put it in a little bowl and let the, let the uh, roots touch some water, and you're going to have a beautiful, sweet smelling hyacinth. That I hope, I hope a Carolina blue one. Yeah, well, good, Rufus. This one's purple, so it's it's kind of like Switzerland. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take sides. It might be East Carolina. <laughs> there you go, East Carolina. Yeah. Hyacinth. But I saw something on YouTube about that, Rufus, that you don't let the bulb touch the water. They have a special little glass you put it in where just the roots are in the water. So, yeah. Or yeah. you can do it with rocks. Like Correct. Today. Correct. I'm, I'm forcing amaryllis right now. That's the same thing you do with paper whites, and I have a couple hyacinths coming along. And it's just a wonderful thing that works inside. And you say, well, if, if you, you put it in there and you don't let it touch the water, the roots will find the water. And then, well, well, and yeah. then and you don't you don't really let the water come up and touch the bulb or you'll rot it. Well, for all those cackawack fans that like to make fun of state for agriculture, which they do so many other things as well, I'm just, I always tell them, uh, d- don't make fun of NC State with your mouth full <laughs> three times a day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for <laughs> That's right. I, I'm aware, well aware of that. I know you are, Rufus. And you know what? We love you on this show. I, I, I think they should give you your own show, but you probably won't. Anyway, you got enough to do. And um, Why would I want my own show when you've got all I these folks know. here? That are, I, I'm just a tag He's talking along. politics. I'm a tag along. Yeah, well, whatever. You know, just homespun. You know, people just like to talk to Rufus. It That's right. Everybody like everybody likes Rufus. If they don't, I'd sure like to know about it. Oh, they're out there. Rufus reminds you of one of your relatives at the cookout. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. 
You know, when you get, I love it down east. I've got it uh, in my wife's family. They call them Grady's instead of Grady. Grady's in Dupling County, and they're related to the outlaws. So, of course, I got up having no business to say anything at a family reunion. I said, I'm glad to be here at this gathering of outlaw Grady's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew some outlaws. They were from Nash County, though. That didn't go over where. I bet well, not. But, no, I bet it didn't. A few schools after the graddies down there in Duplin County. There's a judge or two down there. But yeah. someday, Rufus, you and I are going to have oysters at the sunny side. You Absolutely. know where I'm talking. In I certainly do. That sounds good. I certainly do. Fried I oysters. I have a dear friend named Charles Graddy. Who, uh, <laughs> of course, he of course he knows a granny, and yeah. uh, uh, I'm sure you know an outlaw too, don't you? Yeah, he, he's a great real estate uh, salesman there here in Raleigh. Go. Worked for DOT for years. Right. Well, well look, I want, my last parting words are: please don't move to Southport, North Carolina. Thank you. Okay. It, I, we don't need any more. Okay, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. God, love what a beautiful you all. town. God love you, man, and I hope you feel better soon. And, yeah, and get yes, get totally I well. I'm done with the chemo, and they surprised me. Say we got about four more rounds to go. And by the way, it caused a thyroid condition. I said, whatever. Whatever. Day by day. All right. Well, things, everything's going to be all right. It's going to get better. That. Yes, I remember <clears throat> that gentleman that used to say that. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, that's right. Be all right. Congre- I uh, love con- you knew Dog Brogdon, the, the defense attorney in Durham, Dog Brogdon, his Daddy was on the Supreme Court of North Carolina. Yeah. But Dog used to say when he drove the kids, he had a big family, to the state fair. Uh, everybody's going to the state fair. And uh, and then he'd, he'd, he'd always joke with the cops because he was a defense attorney that most of them knew him. But I used to do a lot of business with the courthouse. And uh, Rufus made me a liberal Democrat from a conservative Republican because that's how much I like Rufus. Well, Rufus well, is—I'd uh, say Rufus is pretty conservative. Uh, well, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a middle of the roader, uh, <laughs> with a, a touch of a, a touch to the right when it comes to personal liberty and things like that. I'm, I'm a Sam Irvin guy. Yeah. I, well, I love. And by the way, I know yeah. Dog Broden. I knew I knew Dog Broden well. His his son worked yes. for me when I was Attorney General, and I assigned him to the Real Estate Commission. Oh wow! How about wow. that? Well, I, I knew, I, yeah, and I knew him. Um, wow. Yes, he's uh, Brogdon. He rode a motorcycle, a Harley. He passed away a few years ago. Yep. He's my wife's best friend's brother. Oh, um, well, he, he was oh, quite a character. I, I do, rem- I do remember that name. I never. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I never met him. But he Joe, thank you. Harley over to our house and say hello quite often. It's, and I do miss him dearly. Yeah, he's Would, a good guy. Joe, as as are you, Joe, and we appreciate you calling us this morning, All my right. friend. Take care. And, and Tony Rigsby, you got to talk about the state Georgia Tech game. That's not, you know, the Blues are not the only thing going on right now. That's right. There's a lot, <laughs> and they may all be in different conferences in a few years. So God bless all you cackawacky fans. I hope you can <laughs> take it when it happens tonight. Settle down, Joe. Settle down. Look well, out, the Duke of Earl is coming over. <laughs> right. Duke. Yeah. Thank you very much, Joe. We got to take a break. All right. We'll be back with more here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Bless Joe.